Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. My biggest tip for anybody in life is just know who you are and don't worry about what people want you to be because life will just be so much better. Imagine living your normal day and getting your car fueled up on demand. Seriously, check out LA Startup Refill Fuel and enter code WEARLATECH for $10 off. That's Refill Fuel. It's amazing. Literally, you can be anywhere and have your gas totally topped off the tank and not even have to deal with it. No more gas stations to go to refillfuel.com. That's R-E-F-I-L-L-F-U-E-L.com. Code WeRLATech for $10 off. We could not do this without the community believing in our vision together. We Are LA Tech is independently funded, funded by you, the community. So to support We Are LA Tech, go to patreon.com slash we are LA Tech. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash we are LA Tech. Welcome, everyone. My name is Brian Nickerson. I'm guest hosting We Are LA Tech for Esprit Devora, uh, and I'm super excited for today's guest, uh, Serene Wu. She's a YouTuber. She's a podcaster. She's an entrepreneur extraordinaire. Uh, and she's here joining us. Welcome, Serene. Hi, guys. So, Serene, tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what you're up to right now. Um, so I'm basically like to, in a short sentence, I'm a beauty YouTuber. My main platform is YouTube and I review beauty products really in depth. I also have a podcast called Behind the Beauty where we talk about everything that's beauty related. Specifically, it started to kind of um, give brands a platform to kind of share who they are and what sets them apart and also different jobs that go into the beauty industry because I would have loved to know about product development when I was in high school. And then I have a blog. My blog is actually my oldest platform, but I've just rediscovered it and it's kind of like my online journal and lifestyle situation. And then, of Mm -hmm. course, all of the social media that go along with that. So, yeah, that's like in a nutshell what I do. Yeah. And trying to simplify, obviously, many, many things that you do and many innovations that you bring. So um, but you got started. Tell it. Share a little bit about why you got started, because I think your story in terms of the inspiration Mm -hmm. is really valuable for people to hear. So I actually had never used YouTube for beauty videos, but I was going through a pretty rough time in my life and I have dealt with depression on and off forever, but I don't think I was technically diagnosed until my early 20s. Mm. And after I got married, I kind of was like, the marriage part was fine, but it was life. Like I, I like to call it like a quarter life crisis. I think a Mm. lot of people go through it where they're kind of in their mid to late 20s and just completely not sure of what's going on in life. So combined with that and being an on again, off again, employed actor, which didn't help. Um, I, I was dealing with a lot of family issues, a lot of emotional issues and just a lot of stuff. And I got really depressed. I didn't think that therapy was helping anymore because it was so much about like talking in circles about what was wrong. Mm. 
And somehow or another, I stumbled across the beauty community on YouTube. And I remember watching like Ingrid Nelson, mm. um, Florida Force. Like I just became so obsessed with watching these videos. I was watching all these backlog videos and I was like, wow, there are people who love beauty as much as I used to love it. And as much as I still love it, I just kind of gave up on life. So I remember slowly wanting to go to the drugstore and buying everything that these girls were talking about and trying them myself. And then I would comment and other viewers would comment back. It was just this really inclusive, fun community that had nothing to do with anything too serious. Mm -hmm. But it slowly helped me realize, you know, I love skincare. I love beauty. I've always loved it. Why did I stop putting my face on? Why did I stop doing my hair? I didn't even dress. Like if I didn't have to be somewhere, I didn't mm -hmm. leave the house. I slept a lot. Um, I was, I was depressed. Like I showered only because I had to like for hygiene purposes. Uh -huh. So the beauty community kind of made me rediscover my love for it. And I slowly realized like you can dress yourself happy, which is where mm -hmm. my original channel name came from. And so much of the work we do on the inside is great. You have to, if, if, if you need help, definitely go seek help. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like you need to see a therapist, I think it's very important to find a good one. Um, but and, and good to find is basically that you have a good relationship, right? That you, that there's, there's energy between you and that person. Yeah. If you ever feel a little weird about your therapist, yeah, leave. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. And if, <laughs> If you feel like you can manipulate your therapist, leave. Like, right. um, <clears throat> because I've been through my share of therapists. <laughs> um, so you definitely want to get the help you might need medically, but I think so much of the medical aspect of it doesn't say like, I listened to a TED talk and I linked it in my bio if you guys want to find the exact one, but you can fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. Like there's something about posture. There's something about power postures and that applies to feeling good about how you look, how you dress, what you're wearing. Um, there is this armor that we can put on to kind of slowly help us feel better about ourselves. So combined, you really can essentially like make yourself feel better. And so much of beauty is this magical thing like uh through the years i get a lot of products thankfully but it doesn't matter men women straight gay like you give them a bag of products they just there's something magical about them going through it mm. like my brother will go through it and be like what's this i think <laughs> so and so will like this like he'll yeah. you know just to like pick through things and uh, same with even a woman who doesn't wear a lot of makeup. If they find that one lipstick that they want to try, especially mm -hmm. if you give it to them for free, they just feel better about mm -hmm. themselves. So while it is a little bit like vain, I think it's important. And um, so I long story, I totally started my channel because I went and hauled a bunch of stuff at Sephora and then I randomly filmed it, put it up. People asked if... I would review it and I did. And that kind of snowballed from there. Yeah. And so what I find so interesting and compelling about your story of how you got started, because um, I think a lot of people want to be creators, but why you start is important. And, Very. and, and yeah. And to me, like I, you, when I hear your story, this creative outlet was transformational for you personally, which is then, and, and that transformation I think is why your audience loves you so much and is why your your audience has grown and like like that that starting point feels like it's so authentic it's so compelling 
it's, it's a challenge that many people can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's not right now, it might've been at some point in their lives, right. Where you're feeling down and how do you, how do you like change and get out of that? And like you, you are modeling that you have modeled that. And to me, like that, that seems like this wonderful piece of your story of how, how you got started. Thanks. Yeah. I think nowadays, because there is such thing as like content creator, yeah. people are actually trying to just be a content creator and there's nothing wrong with it. But if you want to start something, I think everything should start from a place of passion mm-hmm. and love. Mm-hmm. Um, if you love math, great. You know, find something that you can do that for. Obviously, math is a little bit more marketable, but you just want to make sure you're not just another beauty blogger. You're not just another fashion blogger. There's too many of those. Yeah. You've got to have a a reason and a a differentiation. Mm -hmm. So is there anything where that's been tested as you've grown? Right. So so starting out, are there any challenges you've faced because, right, you you come from this authentic place and then all of a sudden something grows and now you've got something and now right now people want to be like, oh, yeah, we're a part of that. Like, has that have you ever faced tension there? Have there ever been any challenges you've faced morally, ethically, maybe that you can talk about? Um, Probably constantly. I think it goes in phases because I don't think I told my story right away because it wasn't something I was very open and sharing. Like uh, depression isn't something that was widely talked about, um, even among my family. Like Mm -hmm. I know it really worried my mom um, because she didn't understand it. She didn't understand why somebody would be upset or down or sad if there wasn't anything actually technically wrong with your life. So I didn't really broach the subject, but somehow or another, like I slowly like mentioned it and the outpour of comments or messages made me realize that it is important to be open about what I'm going through Yeah, because I'm not alone. And if one person who might be dealing with what I'm dealing with knows that they're not alone it can really help. Like just when whatever I was going through, I didn't know that it was pretty common. Right. Um, Yeah. You feel alone. Yeah. That no one else is there. You're the only one that's ever experienced this is what it feels like. That's what it feels like. Yeah. And unfortunately it might mean I don't grow as quickly either Mm. because I'm Mm -hmm. not into the drama. I don't want to have a negative video out there. I, I want to keep things as like classy and fun as possible. (laughs) Um, so that can sometimes I can feel like maybe I need to keep up with the trends. Maybe I need to like jump into the drama or maybe I should put my opinion out there that might not be so nice, but I don't think that that benefits anybody at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's where my core audience is. And that would do a disservice for the people that have been loyal and coming to watch me for the past three years. Yeah. So, and so, and so time frame for the audience, this is like you, when did you get started? I think I started, I think my first upload was, um, late 2013. Like I want to say officially like 2014. Okay. Uh, another piece that I think is so compelling, especially for this audience. So Esprit, the founder of We Are LA Tech, she is so open on Facebook mm-hmm. about talking about challenges that are going on in her life and and asking for help. And sometimes that's like, sometimes that is just putting her thoughts and feelings out there. Um, and sometimes it's actually a specific call to help from from the LA Tech community. 
Um, and what I've noticed, you know, having getting to share office space with Esprit and being close to her is there's this like passionate community that really wants to help her. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's so beautiful when you see that, when you see that come together and and to see that, you know, on, on these different platforms. So Esprit, a lot of it is on Facebook. For you, I think a lot of it happens on YouTube, but you still have this like passionate, right? Sort of back and forth with your community. Yeah, I think the last year, the biggest lesson I learned was as much as I think that I'm making these videos for my audience, Mm -hmm. they're there for me as much as (laughs) I'm there for them. Like, um, especially when my mom got sick and especially this year when she passed away, like the amount of people that emailed, messaged me just to share their experiences Mm -hmm. or let me know that they went through it because in my own personal life, I can't think of very many people at the time that had a sick parent or had yeah. gone through what I'd gone through. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not that they don't get it. It's not that the people don't get it in your lives. They just can't truly get it. Yeah. So to get these emails, like where the situation from my viewers were so similar and just like knowing that what I was feeling was normal you know, because there's a lot of guilt, there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of sadness, there's there's just a lot of feelings. Mm-hmm. But to hear their stories kind of kept me going to know that, okay, I'm not alone. My mom's not the only one that had a stroke. I'm not the only one that's losing a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and if my videos help somebody who is also going through that time to know that they weren't alone, it's it's such a back and forth. and. To be completely honest, like I, I, I'm shocked I didn't get into a bad place again. Like I got obviously I had some bad yeah. weeks and I was grieving <clears throat> and I'm still grieving, but I could have seen like easily if I didn't have this community, how I would have completely lost myself. Mm-hmm. But because this community was here, I knew like I, I kind of stuck to somewhat of a schedule and a rhythm and knew that it was okay to not be so happy, but let's just talk about this makeup because. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Uh, sometimes. So that really resonates with me. I, I've all, I lost my mother when I was young. Um, and my sister said something to me recently where she said, uh, my younger sister, she's eight years younger. And she said that she can almost immediately tell when she runs into someone or meets someone who has also lost a parent. Because there's something about that form of loss to where you've lost a parent. And at some point, most of us will. Yeah. Um, and hopefully it's later. <laughs> yeah. You have as many years. But um, that there's some there's some form of bonding around that knowledge of grief and sadness and pain that is almost like it can sometimes be unspoken, but you just feel that connection sometimes. Is that maybe it's too soon for you to 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 see that? But what the thing that I take from from what you're sharing is um you, you you have been more open, right? In sharing your pain, yourself, your own development. And that openness gives you more resources and gives it like more support comes in when you're open and able to share that. And that's a very brave thing. I think I struggle with that. I think a lot of people, you know, really struggle with that of like, you almost, you know, and especially in Los Angeles, right? There's oh, a, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a culture of like, everything's great. And like, you, you know, and, and, and yet like there's, there's this real, you know, deep deepness, you know, to you and, and to the experience that you've been through. Yeah. There's, there's definitely, I know if someone's lost a parent when they find out I have, whether mm-hmm. or not they sensed it, because I think um, my really good friend lost her mom actually very soon after mine. 
after I lost my mom. Um, and when she told me, I just kind of like gave her her space. And then I texted her. I was like, hey, I'm sorry. I heard. Um, no need to reply. I'm just letting yeah. you know. Like there's an understanding that yeah, I don't need you to reply. Um, right. And I think that was one of those things like where people give you their condolences, almost expecting Mm-hmm. something in return and i'm just like honestly like i i'm barely able to function right now right so having someone understand like it's okay to not respond but keep like sh- being there mm-hmm. um and just like hey just let you know i'm here um but again no need like i think that's really important and i don't think i could have been that for her if mm-hmm. i hadn't experienced it so recently right because some people want to talk about it some people don't i personally don't (laughs) yeah i'll talk about what i feel like (laughs) yeah Um, yeah the grieving experience is personal right each person has their own yeah and i know everyone wants to say sorry but it's kind of like shut up (laughs) like you know that's not yeah you know there's these like certain phrases people are say (laughs) right and i'm just kind of like uh yeah. I don't know how to respond to that. Yeah. So I think, yeah, there is this club um, and maybe that makes me more relatable. Maybe it doesn't to some people because they haven't experienced that. Right. But at the end of the day, like YouTube has taught me to just be who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned a lot thanks to YouTube. I learned very quickly who I am yeah. as a person. <laughs> yeah. Because you're putting yourself out there. Yeah. And you can tell when someone's putting up a a persona or putting up a version of themselves and it turns me off Mm -hmm. and it's not what I want to watch. And when you upload like five days a week, you can't keep faking it. (laughs) 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 You just really can't. Yeah. So, and you're, are you from LA? Talk to us a little bit about the Los Angeles connection. Uh, So I'm originally from Irvine, California, uh, Orange County. Kind of LA South, right? Yeah. <laughs> so not LA though. Um, I was born and raised there. I moved, but I went, I came to LA a lot because of my acting background. And so between like 14 to 18, my mom drove me up all the time. And then I uh, went to college in Orange County, moved to New York for a year after, and then moved directly to LA. And I've been here since 2007, I think. Mm-hmm. So... For 10 years, <laughs> I've lived here. Um, I don't think I was ever Orange County. I think I've always been very much either L.A. or New York. Uh, more uh-huh. L.A. than anything. Um, it's just, it's where I'm home. Yeah. Yeah. So there's two threads I want to pick up on in there. One, this transition from actor into YouTube, which is similar but different. So different. Um, <laughs> and it's something I think it, that's a really interesting thing to talk about because I hear a lot of um, a lot of people who are actors in some cases fairly successful that are saying, "Gosh, I've missed the YouTube boat, or I've missed the Instagram, I've missed being a creator, mm-hmm. and now that's important in their careers to have a big following on social." And when they don't, that's actually hurting them in some of the new roles that they might miss out on. Yeah. Um. So you see, hear that from sort of a. Um, professional actor, if you will, wanting to do more in social. And then you also hear from uh, on the creator side, you hear people that are have been native to social that sort of want to like graduate or, or move <laughs> into 
like television acting or other other forms of like Hollywood, yeah, for lack of a better word. So that's a really you've you've made a choice there. But wondering kind of how you think about those two those two pieces since you've experienced both. Um, so first of all, YouTube is very different from acting because as an actor, you never have to be yourself. You're a version of yourself and you're always trying to be what they want you to be. Casting directors, producers, directors. And the thing I learned really quickly when I started YouTube was I didn't know who I was because I was trying to be everything else. (laughs) That's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, when I watch TV now, it's really hard for me to watch like quote unquote actors because they don't know who they are. And if you ever watch good actors, like the stars, the series regulars, um, the movie stars, the, the ones that are powerful and resonate with you, they have a good feeling of who they are as a person. Mm-hmm. And they have to be, which is why it's like that je ne sais quoi. Like that's why you are why the public is drawn to them, why they book these roles. And even if they're not the greatest actor, but they work all the time, they're getting those jobs because they are very, very clear in their identity. And I think when you're a working actor or you're constantly auditioning and all that stuff, you're trying so hard to just book that job that you're trying to be what other people want. Right. Yes. Yeah. So my biggest tip for anybody in life is just know who you are Mm -hmm. and forget, like, don't worry about what people want you to be because one, you'll book more as an actor if you did that. And two, life will just be so much better. Like It'll just be so much better. <laughs> yeah. So that's the biggest. Life is hard enough without living two lives or trying to live two lives at once yeah. or more than two. But that's a big, Yeah. that's a big difference. And it's also, you know, I worked a lot as a, um, a reader. I worked a lot like as while I was acting, I was also a reader. Um, my husband was a talent agent and then a manager for like over 12 years. That's how we met. Like I was mm-hmm. in it. Um, <laughs> so I think that's the biggest takeaway. And also for creators wanting to be actors, you can't just be an actor. You're going to have mm-hmm. to learn how to read sides. You're going to have to learn how to um, look at a script, analyze a script, understand story, um, which is a skill to understand mm-hmm. story and understand where something's going. Because you're getting maybe two to three pages, maybe five, eight, if you're lucky, of a script. And you better have a whole idea of what that is. But they're never going to tell it to you because... They don't have time. Right. They don't care. You have to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So as a creator, you hopefully you know who you are as a person. Bring that to the table and Mm -hmm. then just be that just be you in that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's really where it's going to set you apart. And it's the best advice I can give. Although and also know like nobody cares in Hollywood who you are. (laughs) Nobody cares. Yeah. Like you can be. Unless you're at the very top. Unless you're the 1%. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. So (laughs) you can bleep me. I don't know. Um, Hollywood is a very, very scary beast. Um, I have friends. I had friends who are very successful in New York, came out to Hollywood and frankly couldn't hack it. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you made the transition. YouTube was your starting place. Can you tell us a little bit more about the inspiration for Behind the Beauty in your podcast? So. 
as my channel grew, I got more access to meeting brands and going to events. And my biggest thing is education. I want to know what sets your brand apart. Mm-hmm. I want to know what ingredients are in these products. I want to know how it's made. I don't. I want to know the sustainability of it and what your job is. Like, what do you do? <laughs> like, how, what part of the this train are you a part of? And I remember it's actually I have to give Chris, my husband, the credit for Behind the Beauty because I was just doing my thing, filming, collabing with nude sticks at the time. And we were just chatting about how she was developing this product. And we we're just talking about product. And she left and he was like, this should be a podcast you just talking to people who create products because you love it so much and you ask about it. And then it also gives the listener like an idea of how passionate the person is about their product and how passionate they are about their job and what their job entails. Because growing up, we both did not know what was available in terms of professions. Mm. I thought that science led to either some sort of medical field or some sort of lab work. I didn't think that that meant if I had a chemistry background, I could create products. Uh Um, I would have paid attention in science, (laughs) so (laughs) you know, and or marketing. I didn't know about what marketing really meant. And I would have loved doing marketing or packaging or working even in a cosmetic factory or warehouse. So the original concept is to share all the different jobs behind the beauty. Um, so if you loved finance, but you hate doing finance for whatever you're doing currently, but mm-hmm. you love beauty products, you can be a part of it. There's something for you. Um, just kind of inspiring people to love what they do and be a part of something that they want to be a part of. Also, I think it's fascinating to hear from dermatologists and estheticians and brands. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of startups that are on this show. Um, and, and a question I think that a lot of startups would have is influencer marketing is a sort of hot buzzword, but then what do you do? So one question I hear frequently from startup brands is like, how do we reach influencers as an influencer who is constantly approached by brands? Um, and some of them are very well established, right? Like mm-hmm. what Too Faced is doing would be very hard for someone who has a brand new concept in beauty that they're like, you know what we think like, a brand could say, we have built this product. Someone like Serene is absolutely perfect for it. I think she would love it. And if she talked about it, that could actually grow our business. How, what advice would you have for startup brands um, and maybe startup brands in LA? Like how could they get your attention or how should they reach out in a way that, that you might pay attention? First of all, do not contact me via Instagram. That is my biggest pet peeve. Like if you are a business. <laughs> like a direct message. Hey, yeah, what's up? Yeah. Because I get hundreds of them um, and I don't see most of them yeah. until a month later when I check. So if you really want me, there's an email button on Instagram. Mm-hmm. There, my email's listed everywhere. My blog contact information lets you know exactly where to email each different inquiry, Mm -hmm. whether it be event, whether it be product or mailing. Um, Also understand that what I am doing is my living now. And I don't just promise shout outs. I don't promise my time just because you asked for it. It's all about the approach. I get hundreds of emails a day just saying, hey, we're going to send you this. Give us your address. And all you have to do is review it, post it, tag us, and hashtag us. I'm just yeah. like, 
are you kidding me right now? Yeah. And my favorite is like, hey, babe, um, do you wow. know my name or was that copy and pasted? Yeah. Don't add me to a mailing list. That's been a new thing where it's just a MailChimp newsletter and they put all of the influencers emails on there. I don't even read it. I unsubscribe because you're yeah. filling my inbox with junk. When I want to reach out to a brand, I try and find someone's name. Mm-hmm. I try to personalize my email. So if you don't have the time to do that and respect my time, yeah, why would I do it for you? Um, if you believe in your product, share it. Just send an email saying, we think this is a great product. Um, we'd love for you to try it. Would it be all right if we send it to you? Um, no promises. We understand. Just hear you know, if you love it, we'd love it if you shared it. If you didn't, totally cool. Because I am more than happy to help a, a startup. I had so much help starting myself. Mm-hmm. And I would hope that one day if I ever had a product that people would reciprocate. But to be like, just do this, this, and this, and right. then we'll send it to you. And just to assume things is very um, offensive yeah. to most influencers, and not just me. I talk to people smaller yeah. than me, bigger than me. Yeah. Um, be cool. <laughs> like, be <laughs> right. cool. Yeah. It's like the golden rule, right? Like treat that with some level of care. Treat yeah. the introduction with some level of care. And like how if you were, if someone was in your shoes, how they would want to be. Yeah. And understand, treated. I know this looks like cool and fun and it is. But at this point, I'm supporting myself doing this. Yeah. So, and it's a business. As much as I love what I do, I have to pay my rent. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. <laughs> So as we kind of like wrap things up a little bit, what what has been helpful for you in the LA community? Have there been any people, companies, especially any 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 pieces like as you've gone through your journey to this point that have been particularly helpful for you or Um yeah, I mean for beauty specifically, I think Ipsy is a huge resource mm. for any beauty any beauty brands, indie brands. Ipsy has a huge network. And they're typically always on the lookout for new products and new brands to feature and collaborate with their um, creators. So whether it be the in-house creators or just the creators in general, like I'm not an in-house creator. I'm just an OS member. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times like they'll be like, hey, so-and-so is doing a giveaway like Hourglass, who's L.A. based. Um, That's how we got in contact was Hourglass wanted to do a giveaway. Ipsy was like, hey, Serene, would you want to run the giveaway for Hourglass? I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't I? Hmm. Um, And now and I've been a huge fan of them since before YouTube. So it's kind of cool that they kind of paired us together. Yeah. And also as a creator, it's been helpful in that sense and for the brand. And then obviously you, Magic Links, um, (laughs) you guys have been very helpful. You... You always like let me know about panels. You always let me know about like new up and coming tech things, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I mean, we called, we did like emails and calls, but then later on we met because you're local. Yeah. So I think that's always helpful. And and I and I remember early. I want I want you to keep going, but I remember early on we also wanted feedback on our product. And some of the guests on this show, one of their biggest asks is right, like, can how do we get feedback? Like as a startup. Are we doing the right thing? How can we serve our customers better? Mm-hmm. And I remember very early on, you know, you were you were instrumental in providing us feedback that allowed us to say, gosh, now we can understand Serene's needs a little bit more. How can we deliver that and do that in a way that 
serves not just her, but serves a marketplace. Yeah. And you did it. Like that was the thing. It's like the reason I kept giving you feedback was because you, you would improve the product. <laughs> yeah, like, we're listening. <laughs> yeah. That, I think that's also like, if you're a brand out there, or you're a startup, like don't just take their feedback and not do anything with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's why I'm always like happy to s- sit down and talk to you or like, let you know what I'm thinking. Yeah. It's because of that openness um, and willingness to improve on it. Um, that YouTube space is huge. Uh, being a creator, if you're at 10,000, you can use the space. You can mm-hmm. take the tour, take the test, and then you have access to that space. Um, I know that they host a ton of events. What, so if you're like a new f- beverage or food, like they have a ton of events, like offer to sponsor um, I think you're going to have to give a lot of free stuff first mm-hmm. as any startup, which is what I had to do. I did a ton of free things like I const- I still do. But just know that if you believe in your product and you're willing to give it away in the beginning, it always comes back later. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So one of the things we like to do on We Are LA Tech is ask you what your ask of the tech community in Los Angeles would be. So if you had if you had something right that you could ask of people here in LA to help support you in some way, um, what what comes to mind? Um, can someone who understands SEO figure out the best way for teaching non SEO <laughs> specialists about the like Instagram, YouTube, even WordPress for blogs? Mm. Like, you know, I. I spend all my free time trying to figure out the SEO patterns and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. I think that is like the biggest tool that is just untapped right now. Like the the explanation of it or like the bridge between brands, startups and influencers. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like I can't afford to hire a specialist because I think they start at like 5,000 a month. Mm. So if they're (laughs) a month. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those things that's like, if there's some way, like some plugin, some something, some app to help us, because it changes constantly too. Right. Like if there's an a pl- something that we can like, that can help. I know I use a couple things. I use Yoast for my blog. Mm. Um, that's been really helpful. I've also used uh, vidIQ for YouTube. Yeah. But I just think the algorithms are changing so quickly. Yeah. Because people are abusing right. the little loopholes. Yeah. And as someone who constantly is creating content, it is very frustrating to see the loopholes being used. And then, right. Because you know. you're creating amazing content and someone else is just getting the loophole and getting audience. Yeah. Uh, but that's fundamentally, hopefully, the the job of Facebook and YouTube. And, and hopefully some startups can help out uh, help out Serene. So um, as we close, Serene, how, how can people connect with you? Um, give us, let us know your channels. How can people follow you across your social channels? So everything is officially Serene Wu now, and that's S-E-R-E-I-N-W-U. So that's my blog. That's my YouTube channel. That's my Instagram, Facebook. That's like everything. I'm trying to be better about Facebook. So Okay. Posting more. Better. You mean by posting more? By posting more, interacting more. And your podcast is Behind the Beauty? Behind the Beauty on iTunes um, or BehindTheBeautyPodcast.com. Okay. Well, Serene, thank you so much for being a guest today. It's been a lovely conversation as always. Yes. Thanks for having me. Once again, this is Brian Nickerson. I'm guest hosting. We are LA Tech. Um, And once again, Serene, thank you. Thanks. Bye.
We Are LA Tech is independently funded by the community. We couldn't make this happen without your support. If you too want to contribute to We Are LA Tech and see us making the podcast, building the mobile apps, creating the events year after year, consider contributing at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash We Are LA Tech. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.